March at midnight. Can you believe that? So now it's been at like uh, almost 200 and something days. It's, it's been quite some time that we've been in prayer. And God bless your heart. Even We even have people falling asleep on the prayer line snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to some music samples from different posts on Facebook, different people, the OJs, Dietrich Haddon, Vashon uh, Mitchell. Let's see if see what else we can find on the OJs. Just to chill. Oh, here's the one that might. From coast to coast, from the Great Lakes to the Gulf, at Spectrum Reach, we make local businesses. Live. <coughs> he used to be my girl. Live at the Borgata Casino and Spa, Atlantic City, New Jersey, June 2008. Coming up after all the ads on YouTube.
Who can forget the OJs? Who can forget them? Oh, they have the old school version with um, William Powell, Eddie LaVert, Ward Williams.
they were a little, well, a lot older than me, but I remember being a child and seeing them with my brother. They were my big brother's uh, schoolmates. And I remember seeing them rehearse when they were just in high school and they were very dedicated and serious then. Even a, a little child like myself back then, I knew they had something really special and they were unstoppable. And it, their hard work and determination was something you, you would rarely see. I mean, there was talent everywhere. <laughs> There were just so many childish singing groups, but they just had something that, you know, it was almost as though they were in a spell when they started singing. You could not stop Eddie Levert. I could, I can still hear my mother saying, guys, it's late. You guys have to get up and go to school in the morning. They were just young teenagers. But uh, they were, they were sort of in a trance. You couldn't stop them from singing and dancing. And I mean, they were just sort of in a in a different world. That was when they had more than three. They had Eddie Levert and Walter Williams and. Uh, William Powell, he was a close-by neighbor. And uh, a distant relative. Well, now that his, uh, his sister is married into, married with a cousin of mine, that makes us family, but there were quite a few other ones besides those three guys that eventually became the OJ. There were about three or four or more other. Ronnie Isles and Bobby Massey. And, oh, who else? But they were twice as old as I was, so I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't identify too many names. Even a little child knew that they were really special. You didn't see that type of uh, talent mixed with dedication and determination. And we saw plenty of talent in the church, in the schools, everywhere. <laughs> talent shows. It was nothing but talent and no shortage of it. And these guys, I tell you, they still are special. They still are. They are still 
serving the community. Yeah, they still serve the community. Doing Football Hall of Fame weekend. They are usually almost always in Canton, Ohio, their original home, even though they later said they were from Cleveland. They are, they are usually in Canton, Ohio, Football Hall of Fame making in August, looking for August, when they our football players are the legends are inducted into the Hall of Fame. The OJs are usually there and they are giving back to the community in so many ways, even still. Yeah. <laughs> this is a concert from 2009. And these guys, I mean, they sang just like professionals. <laughs> when they were young teen guys, they sang just as professional as they did when they became a studio recording artists. <laughs> Got the job. 
them. Another thing, I still say that we need to pray for all the children. We need to make sure, I don't know what they have and what's going on with these people now and what they want to do to the babies. I can't understand that. If you don't want no baby, keep your legs closed. <laughs> yeah. Just close your legs. <laughs> now, I still have one more pet peeve. And that is these kids that wear all these pants down around their ankles. Oh. Now I got I got grandsons. And they wear they they pants all the way down here. And then the other day my grandson he's walking around with the with the, some new sneakers on. And he's walking like this. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, man, I said, what's wrong, man? You act like you got something stuck up here. <laughs> he said, no, Grandpa, I don't want to put no crease in my shoes. <laughs> so he wasn't bending his feet. He was just walking like this, you know. <laughs> I said, man, you're going to have a bad back if you keep doing it. I said, suppose somebody got at you. How you going to run? Like this? Like this. And they going to catch you. And then when you fall down, they're going to have their way with you because it's right there for them to get it. So, <laughs> so I think we need to pray for them. And what we need to do is say, gotta pray for the children. <laughs> get on board and ride. Gotta pray for the brothers, the brothers. Come on, let's ride. Gotta pray for the mothers, the mothers, the mothers. Get on board and ride. Gotta pray for the fathers, the fathers. They got the money to buy the tickets to ride. And then we all come together and sing.
could do um, some sort of a commercial break. Okay, yes, it was still watching.
Okay, let's see what's going on in sports. Because the Dodgers are in the series, the LA Dodgers. That is still a mystery. It depends on how long Clayton goes tomorrow and who can get an extra day's rest. But odds are game two will look a lot like last night's game where everybody is ready to go at a moment's notice. It's not necessarily the elephant in the room, more like the pot belly pig, but still people <laughs> chatter, especially baseball people. Could there be an asterisk next to whomever wins this World Series? Justin Turner, you've got the floor. From day one, you know, we came out as a group and said, if there's a, a championship to be won, we're going to go after it and, and we're going to try to try to run it down. So um, playing good teams, uh, a difficult format, not playing at home, being in a, in a bubble, um, not seeing a lot of the teams uh, all year long that we're playing in the in the postseason. Uh, so there's a lot of challenges that go into uh, winning a championship this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's still going to be special. A well-thought-out answer. Unfortunately, the guys on the winning side will have to answer that for years to come. Lost in all the excitement last night, Cody Bellinger actually got hurt celebrating his game-winning home run. Just so we're clear, Cody can slam into the wall to rob a home run, and he's fine. But if he jumps into Kike Hernandez to celebrate a home run, we've got problems. He dislocated his shoulder. 
go figure. Obviously, I wish I didn't do it, but um, it was just it was such a cool moment for me, and uh, it was just pure excitement. I think it's the third or fourth time I've done it. Maybe the third time I've done it, and it's all the same, and then the next day is the same. So I already know, I already expected what to feel and how I was going to feel, um, but it, I feel good right now. And as we wrap it up here, let us take a second look and relive the magic of that Bellinger home run. And the only way to truly appreciate it, please just sit back and listen to the call from our friends at NBC Sports Plus Korea. <laughs> Your attacks, their relaxed targets, including the Olympics. 
his silence nice what he now demands from President Trump. The plans to return the Boeing 737 MAX to the air soon after two deadly crashes should you feel safe flying in one. And how the holiday shipping crush could cramp your gift-giving this year. This is NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. Good evening, everyone. Fifteen days to go. You might expect candidates to be hammering their closing arguments. President Trump is instead hammering Dr. Anthony Fauci in some of his most explicit terms yet, calling the nation's top infectious disease doctor a disaster after Fauci called out the White House for hosting a COVID super spreader event. It all comes as the president tries to regain critical ground in a western battleground state, while the Biden campaign focuses on Florida, where early in-person voting is underway. Jeff Bennett has the latest. President Trump tonight trashing Dr. Anthony Fauci, complaining to his campaign staff about the government's top infectious disease expert. People are tired of hearing Fauci and all these idiots. Every time he goes on television, there's always a bomb. But there's a bigger bomb if you buy him. That's after Fauci spoke out about the president contracting coronavirus. Were you surprised that President Trump got sick? Absolutely not. I was worried that he was going to get sick when I saw him in a completely precarious situation of crowded, no separation between people, and almost nobody wearing a mask. Fauci, who has served under six presidents, now needing personal security because of death threats. I don't want to hurt him. He's been here about 350 years. I don't want to hurt him. All of it unfolding with President Trump bar-serving battleground Arizona today.
forces towards election day. The coronavirus is surging to levels we haven't seen since July. With many hospitals overseas now, Gabe Gutierrez is a
In Colorado, explosive wildfires, including the largest in state history, have forced thousands to evacuate their homes. Steve Patterson now with a desperate bet. The skies over Colorado covered in columns of smoke and orange haze. In Boulder County, the fast-moving Cowwood fire sparked over the weekend, exploding to nearly 9,000 acres, leaving whole neighborhoods in ruins, destroying at least 20 homes. For Todd Walsh, this is all that's left. But today, he's thankful his family is still alive. We got out of there with everything we needed, and our pets are safe, our family's safe, our babies are safe. The fire forcing nearly 3,000 to flee. It's a crazy. In northern Colorado, firefighters continue to push through high winds and low visibility, scrambling to contain the monster Cameron Peak Fire, burning since mid-August. Now the largest wildfire in state history at more than 200,000 acres. The blaze is in Colorado, now part of a historic season out west. Tonight, nearly every state in the region is battling active wildfires. More than 46,000 fires have burned so far, leaving scars across 8.4 million acres. Extreme force, sparking historic heartbreak. Deep Mr. Ricky, it's on the desert, dog. Make it feel it all. An early blast of winter brought rare October snow to Iowa. Whiteout conditions make for some pretty dangerous driving in the roads in Des Moines. Some areas getting up to nine oh, inches. Oh, the U.S. tonight is accusing six members of the Russian military of cyber attacks that caused blackouts and financial losses of nearly a billion dollars. Pete Williams joins us now. Pete, what do we know? Lester federal prosecutors say these Russians used some of the most destructive computer malware ever unleashed. The FBI says all six are intelligence officers in the Russian military. It says they knocked out electrical power in Ukraine during the winter, victimized the 2018 Olympics opening ceremony, and caused losses totaling nearly $1 billion. The Russians were also accused of trying to interfere in the French elections in 2017 and hampering the UK's investigations into the poisoning of a Russian dissident and his daughter. But there are no new allegations tonight of Russian meddling in this year's elections. Pete Williams tonight, thanks. On the subject of Russia, an outspoken critic of Vladimir Putin is breaking his silence after surviving what he calls an assassination attempt. Here's some of those reports. Tonight, Alexei Navalny demanding President Trump condemn his attempted assassination by, he claims, Russian President Vladimir Putin's people. I think it's extremely important uh, that everyone, of course, including and maybe in the first row president of the United States to be very against using chemical weapons in the 21st century. Navalny, a prominent Putin critic, fell ill on a plane, telling 60 Minutes about the moment he knew he'd been poisoned. Moaning with agony. I said to the flight attendant, oh, I was poisoned, and I'm going to die. His life was saved by German doctors. The Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons identified toxic chemicals in the same family as Novichok, a Russian weapons-grade nerve agent. It expressed grave concerns. Its evidence, Navalny says, points to an illegal Russian chemical weapons program. It's a new type of Novichok, which proves that, unfortunately, Putin have a developing new program of this chemical weapon, which is forbidden. Russia calls the claims fake. Despite the danger, Mr. Navalny says he will return to Russia. He must fight, he says, or they'll poison more people. 
Shakespeare Simmons, thank you. Amid warnings of Russia and others are spreading disinformation again ahead of the election. Experts say many of those efforts this time around are focused on black and Latino voters. Morgan Radford with tonight's Inequality in America. From the wrong election date on Twitter to fake robocalls. If you vote by mail, your personal information will be part of a public database. Experts are now sounding the alarm about digital disinformation aimed squarely at black and Latino voters. Since January, almost a quarter of the 13 million mentions of vote by mail on social media included misinformation, which is why digital disinformation experts like Andre Banks have created virtual war rooms across the country, aimed at flagging and fighting false messages before they spread. systemic attempt strategy to reduce people's political power, and they have a real impact. Many black and Latino voters in swing states like Florida say bad information is dangerous to democracy. How they vote could, could determine, you know, which way the election sways. Do you feel like your communities are being targeted more or less by misinformation this more. election year? More. More, because it was, it was effective. Yeah. Well, and now it's coming from the government directly. So we put them to the test using social media posts we found online. So you all have cards here, and I need you to tell me whether you believe these memes are real or false. Vote by mail boosts black turnout. Real or fake? For me in general. Real, real, real fake. The answer is real. Voter turnout has been higher this year according to preliminary data. This is a tweet. Doing my part in voting early. DM me for convenient locations to drop your ballot off. Okay, hold on for me. Real, real, real fake. The answer is fake. That black ballot box is not a real ballot box. This is a tweet. It says by Caleb Billboard Black for Trump. Leaving the Democratic Party has been on my mind for a few weeks now. Is there real on the Trump train? Is it the real tweet? Real or fake? That gentleman is actually a singer and his image has just been reposted to you. <laughs>